welcome to Not Just Pretty Faces, the podcast that celebrates women who are killing it. I'm so excited to share the stories of the women who have put their skills to the test and are working their way to the top of their game, if they're not already there. These women are brilliant, funny, and full of powerful magic. They are not just pretty faces. Hi, I'm Marina Jensen, your host and a mental fitness and resilience coach, an advocate for being experience-informed, and I help women have more success, better relationships, and less stress, which gives them more happiness in their lives. Let's get started with today's episode. Good morning and welcome to our very first official interview of Not Just Pretty Faces with my friend, Amy Eaton. She is a realtor and she is a second generation realtor. And she has learned a lot through watching her dad live the realtor life. And one of the things that I've noticed and she will talk about is that there is no clocking off as an agent and it's been, but it has been rewarding and she loves helping people. So we are going to dive right into all the questions. We have a quick fire round. Hi, Amy. Are you ready? I'm as ready as I will ever be. Perfect answer. (laughs) Where are you from? Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Where are you currently living? Also Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Nice. (laughs) Who do you text the most? You. (laughs) (laughs) When I I was going through these this morning, I thought, I wonder if that's going to be me. (laughs) Yeah. And and vice versa. Mm -hmm. That would also be you. Mm -hmm. Um, What's the favorite trip you have taken? Hawaii. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. I it, those pictures. Bucket list trip. Um, something I've wanted to do for years and years and years. And also, um, I get to visit my friend who I've been friends with since we were five. Right. Cause she lives out there. So for many, many reasons. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. How do you self care? Um, I'm actually pretty good at that. Um, I, I, many different ways. Whether it is simply putting on some music to get myself out of, you know, out of my head, um, out of a position, out of a funk, um, out of being spicy, as we like to say, (laughs) um, to taking time for myself, doing things simply because I enjoy doing them, not because I feel like I should do them or I need to do them or... Mm -hmm. You know, you know, important. I yeah. do know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so in your bio, you mentioned that being a realtor was a natural path for you since it was already ingrained. And um, the fact that you were fired from your salary job <laughs> at age 24 uh, was exactly the push that you needed. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about a little bit about that? Um, sure. So I, I was working... Okay, we're going to take you back, and you might have to remind me of the question, because you know how I do. I like to give some backstory, um, and then sometimes I forget where I was going with it. Um, so I was working at APAC Customer Services. I was a long-distance operator. I was in a cube. I was, oh, my, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it was fine, right? I was probably at the time I was 22, I would say, um, and really didn't have much 
as far as in like any aspirations in life at that point. <laughs> so as most 20 somethings right, our age right. then did. Right. Not. So it was literally the the goal, the priority in life was to live on my own and therefore to make as much money as possible so that I could do that as comfortably as possible. Mm -hmm. So that's where I was doing that and it was fine. And I was on break one day in the break room and I was just standing at the bulletin board, just looking at all the things that they had posted. And a I don't even remember if it was a man or a woman, not that it matters, but a person whom I didn't even know came up to me and said, pointed to um, a, a job posting for a trainer, a new hire trainer, and said, you should do that. Hmm. And I thought, that's the, that's the silliest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, right. Me? Are you sure you sure you know who you're talking to here? <laughs> And I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I thought, gosh, maybe I should try that. Nice. And yeah, and, and this stranger gave me that push. Mm -hmm. And I applied and I got the job and I've got goosebumps <laughs> right now just talking about it. Right. Um, and I kind of found my little niche, my little calling. Like I, it was amazing it was nerve wracking, of course, because that's a lot, that's very much public speaking and nobody likes yeah. to do that. No. Um, fear. Yeah. It's a huge fear. But once I got over that initial fear and I was conducting a class of 20 some people, mm -hmm. um, it, I, it lit me up. It really lit me up. And so I, I was doing that. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I was, um, and then I saw another job posting, which was for MCI, um, which yes. no longer exists no longer because exists. that was long distance. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. Telephone calling. I, it, it, none of, none of those words even make any sense anymore. Right, they don't. <laughs> so many people are listening right now going, what, what? is that? Right. So fast forward. Um, let's just say I was promoted <laughs> <laughs> and was doing training, um, nationwide and I would travel for training and, oh my gosh, I was really like, I was creating a training curriculum and That's like, fantastic. ah, I'm doing what at age what? Mm -hmm. And I was just, I thought this was it. And, and then, um, I got fired. Wow. What happened that you got fired? I, I couldn't even tell you, honestly, to this day, I'd have to ask Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, she'll tell you a funny story about that. We're not going to go into that right now. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure. They they didn't really give me any good reason. I had, um, my son had just been born, I want to say three months prior. Mm -hmm. um, he was having health issues. He was in the NICU for a week. He was, mm -hmm. there's all the things, right? And, right. and, and that he was scheduled for surgery and it wasn't a good time to get fired. Right. <laughs> it just, totally. It just wasn't. Not that any time is, but um, but I tell you what, um, it really gave me, like, like I said, the push to really evaluate what am I, what am I doing? Where am I going now that I have a child? Mm -hmm. Right. And like, I need to, I need to start really taking control of my destiny. And so that's when, um, I decided I was going to get my real estate license and my dad was already a realtor in the area. So I became his licensed assistant and, um, a lot of back and forth on that, that long story. But, um, then in 2002, so that was in night, that was in 1999. And then in 2002, 
um, I decided I wanted to do that full time. So that's when I became a full time realtor. And here I am still <laughs> kicking it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at math, so I can't tell you how many years later. I but think, okay, 22. 20 ish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 20 ish. Yeah. 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 So you said something about training. You said it really lit you up. What was it about that that lit you up? Helping people. Helping people. Yeah. I love when somebody either either is just kind of not able to see that there even is a path to get out of where they're at right now right. or or they're so lost whether it's a conceptually right like this training, you know, it, it's like, like teaching, like my daughter, I see my daughter doing her calculus homework. And I'm like, I couldn't even begin to even understand much less help you. Right. Right. So something like that, where here's a new concept, you know, nothing about it. And then you get to a point where you see that aha Mm -hmm. moment that it's like, Oh, yeah. Now I get it. Those are amazing. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I and I love helping people not only um, get to where they want to be, but also help them see the best parts of themselves. That's really that's, amazing. That's, that's my, like, that's my jam right there. That's, right. that's what has been, like, that's not even, that requires zero effort. That's been who I am for as long as I can remember. Right. And I want to talk more about that, but I have a couple more questions about real estate first. So you've been doing it um, consistently now for somewhere around 20 years Mm -hmm. because neither of us want to do math. Right. And um, that, that has evolved. Like there are many brokerages and you've been with a few of them and you're now at uh, this one that seems to be, more in alignment with absolutely what that's, that's you, a really good way of saying that yeah, yeah. what you really want to do mm-hmm. um and with that process what has been your biggest lesson learned about um either aligning with the right brokerage or um the right people and uh well let's just start there okay that, <laughs> that's a good place to start because i'm trying to th- keep track of how many of these questions I need to answer. So, (laughs) um, so yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm with Keller Williams right now and we are, we're a worldwide, um, company, uh, started in Austin, Texas, but it is literally worldwide now. Um, and it, in my experience, um, just comparing where I am and what it's like compared to where I've been mm-hmm. and what that was like. Yeah. Um, we're, we're more um, agent centric mm-hmm. versus company centric. So um, it's hard to put into words. It is. Um, culture. I know a lot of people throw around that word and it's kind of lost its, Meaning it does. So what does it mean? But so the, the culture of Keller is unlike anywhere else I've been. So, um, not only from the fact that we offer free training for everything, Mm -hmm. um, we also (sighs) 
so we have, and I don't want to go too much into this, but we have profit share. So mm -hmm. profit share is where um, the profit for each month, um, I think it's 51% goes to the investors and then 49% goes back to the agents who helped create that profit. Um, so it's not the, you know, the one person, the one broker who's getting all the bank, right? right? And has this great big house to show for it. And it's going back to the agents. And I think what's interesting about that, not, I mean, not just, wow, that's cool, right? Share your money. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. But what it create, the culture it creates by doing that is just a byproduct that I wasn't even prepared for in because every agent wants every other agent to do as well as they can. Mm -hmm. They want, they want them to do their best and they want, they agents in this company proactively help other agents. Like most, most, um, brokerages that I've been a part of, therefore, I'm just going to say most brokerages, um, <clears throat> in my experience have, are, are more of like a scarcity mindset. Mm. And, I have found this way of doing things that is foolproof. Therefore, I'm going to guard it with my life and I'm not going to share it with anyone else okay. because somebody else then might steal a client from me or, you know, take a piece of my pie. Right. You know, um, whereas at Keller, again, I think because of profit share and because the more we all do, the better we all do. Mm -hmm. um, people are again, people are proactively saying, oh, my gosh. I have this great listing presentation here. Who wants it? Take it. Rebrand it to your own name. Like I, I need zero credit for this. And, you know, I just want you to have the best tools available to you. That's it's amazing. It's, in, it's insane. It is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so, it's almost incomprehensible because it's just so not the norm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But then also we we also give back so much. And that's I didn't realize honestly. Like I gave back throughout the years. Like, right. you know, sure I'll help with this, I'll help with that. But to actually consciously plan to give back x percent or whatever of your earnings or your time or whatever or both. Mm -hmm. It's there is no better high <laughs> than to help those who need help right. and who can't help you in return. You know, it's not about that. Mm -hmm. It's truly, you know, every, so many times I'll hear, thank you so much. And, and I'm like, no, thank you. Like I literally selfishly this, I'm really doing this more for me than I am for <laughs> you <laughs> because it truly does feel amazing. Feel amazing. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I remember some um, trainings that you had gone to Texas for right after a hurricane. And um, yeah. I, I, I kind of want to share that story, but I also really want to talk about how you, you are um, living legitimately your best life at this moment. Mm -hmm. So I think that that, that, um, mucking out of those houses in, in Texas after the hurricane, when you were supposed to be going for training, right. um, has helped you to a certain extent, but, um, I don't think it's helped you. I mean, granted, I have insight. I don't, I don't think it's helped you completely be 
who you are today mm-hmm. and living your best life today. So if you had to categorize living your best life or had to describe it, what would you describe it or categorize it as? Um, so we've talked about this a lot lately. Um, I am done with the hustle. <laughs> right. Right. Like, I feel like that's going to be a new hashtag, right? <laughs> right? That people yes. are going to get sick of hearing. Yes. Like they got sick of people saying I'm speaking my truth and I'm right. Yeah. But yeah. Done with Wait, the hustle. Here it comes. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but it's so true because I, my opinion is if you're doing what makes you happy mm-hmm. and and there then you are doing what you're supposed to be doing yes and if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and you are that much happier then everything is just going to fall in place mm-hmm. And I know that sounds woo-woo and I know you're fine with woo-woo, but a lot of people listening are probably like, yeah, okay. How are you going to pay the bills? Right. You know what? It, it, it happens. happens. <laughs> the money comes to you. It does. It just does. Mm-hmm. It just does. I cannot explain it. Right. Other than what I just said. <laughs> right. So when you were hustling, what did a typical day look like? All the things I didn't want to be doing, all the things I fought <laughs> And therefore I did them like relentless or not relentlessly. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, resentfully. Resentfully. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's not a, that's not a good look. No, no, that's not attracting things that you want to attract. Nope. At all. Yeah. Yeah. So now what does a typical day look like? Whatever I want it to. (laughs) (laughs) Depends on the day. It does depend on the day. It totally depends on the day. And I, again, like I just... I don't stress anymore. I've also downsized my life quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and that helps tremendously too. Like it's not about what I have. It's not about the car I drive or the house I live in or the boat I don't have or the, right. you know, it's not about any of that. Not that it ever really has been for me, but I got sucked into it a little bit, yeah. you know, from time to time. I think we all have to go through that phase. Yeah. Well, and uh, it's so, it's so the norm. Mm-hmm. It's so common. That's why there's a term keeping up with the Joneses. Absolutely. <laughs> and you think that's what you should mm-hmm. be doing. Mm-hmm. And some people, for some people that works great. Yeah. Some people love the hustle. Yeah. And that's great because guess what? That They enjoy it. Therefore, they're happy. Yeah. Therefore, like they're doing the right thing for them. Mm-hmm. It's not me at all. No, no, it's not me either. Mm-mm. I don't <laughs> set an alarm. I mean, no. every now and then I have to set an alarm. But for the most part, I don't set an alarm. I sleep until my body wakes me or the sun coming in the windows. <laughs> but same, right? Right. <laughs> so Six of one, half a dozen of the other. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, mm-hmm. and it's. And I have my I have my morning ritual, you know, I get up and my cat thinks I need to feed her, even though I have a gravity feeder. So I just kick the bowl a little bit and more, <laughs> more crunchies fall down and I make my coffee and, and I go sit in my chair that's by my plants and I mm-hmm. sip my coffee and I scroll my Facebook and I eat my breakfast and my cat lays in her cat bed right next to me. And we just have this morning routine and it's, it's essential. 
Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. Like even some mornings where you'll text me and say breakfast. I'm like, no, that's going to throw off my routine. I can't do that. (laughs) I'm not ready. (laughs) Now I know. (laughs) But you know, that's what I love about our friendship is I can just say, no, not, not today. Yeah. No. But, yeah. but you do know I love breakfast. So, so most days it's yes. <laughs> right, right. And that's actually something that is a little off topic, but super important to address is that within our friendship, there is no, like, um, neither one of us is going to get butt hurt about no. the other one saying no. Mm-mm. And I remember this one night we were out, um, a mix of friends and I had asked if you wanted to come over and you just go, No. And I remember the look of the other, one of the other ladies that was with us and her face was like, that's it. (laughs) What do you mean? There's, it's that easy. It's that easy. Right. You could just be that honest. Yes. What? Yeah. And I thought, oh, we, we do live in a society that that's not the normal norm of of anything. Right. Because again, another people are sick of this phrase, but no is a complete sentence. Right. You don't have to explain. Right. Why? The answer is no. Right. And I, great. Okay. Right. You don't I want to come over? I wasn't fantastic. feeling it. I'm ready to be home. <laughs> right. I love my home. Right. <laughs> Thank same. God. Right. It's important to love where you are, but yeah. it's also important to be able to express what it is that you want and need and not be ridiculed or made to feel guilty. And that's, that is absolutely, um, what I, I don't, I don't know if I could categorize or, or prioritize all the things I enjoy about our friendship, but that's definitely up at the top mm-hmm. is that neither one of us has to yeah. feel bad. Agreed. I yeah. don't know. I can't really think of one other friendship that I've had. That's been like that. I've well, and it might just be where I'm at now today too, Could be. because it's, I've always been way more concerned about how other people are going to take things and how other people are going to feel if I do or say something mm-hmm. and I'm not there anymore. That's true. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> What you can't see is arms straight up in the air. (laughs) Big smile. Um, So, right. But that also plays into how I think you're killing it. Is that you are living your life authentically. You're not doing things that you don't want to do. And you are probably the happiest that you've been in a really long time. Yeah. On the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Is that accurate? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's, it's so interesting. I was just having a conversation with somebody last week about this, how, um, I was, I was, we were in a, in a situation where we were being presented with something that somebody was trying to sell us. And, oh, yeah. uh, uh-huh, and this woman did not take a breath. <laughs> she did not want to give us an option to, or an opportunity to say no. Right. Bye. Right. <laughs> and I'm just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And finally she takes a breath. And I just said, you know, I don't mean to be rude, but I'm not interested. And we have about an hour. We need to finish our shopping here, get some lunch and get back to class. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to waste your time. And the gal I was with was just like, oh my gosh, like I would have stood there and just listened and listened and finally said no, but then we wouldn't have had time for lunch. And right. and it's, and it, we were talking about that and how interesting it is to me how it's it's scary to start doing that kind of stuff it when you're not used to it mm-hmm. when you're used to thinking about other people's feelings first right it's scary to start 
saying those things and speaking yeah. up and speaking your truth. Mm -hmm. um, but the more you do it and do it with love and kindness, you don't have to be a, can I say bitch? Totally. You don't have to be a bitch. <laughs> you can even say fucking. Okay. I might do that later. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, like you can do that out of kindness you and, can. and, and nobody's butt hurt. Nope. And they actually appreciate the honesty mm -hmm. as opposed to the, you know, dragging it out. And then finally, right. 20 minutes later saying no. Right. Right. Whereas at least now she can move on to somebody else that she has a chance with. Right. And you can move on to the things that you want to do and eat. Totally. Which is very important. <laughs> right. Um, but no, my point is every time you do it and, and successfully. And what I mean by that is the other person responds positively, mm -hmm. the easier it is to do it again. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. It's been, it's life-changing. It is life-changing. It so is life-changing. Life Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we've covered real estate. Is there anything else you want to talk about that before we go on to the next subject? Okay. We've covered what living your best life actually looks like. Is there anything in the future coming up that you are looking to explore, learn? Yes. I don't know how much of it I want to go into right now, but Fair. yes. Okay. I, I have always been a, a, a helper mm -hmm. and, um, I, I want to do more of that. Um, growing up, I always wanted to be a doctor. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little late for that. <laughs> is it though? But is it? I mean, yes, for my path it okay. is. <laughs> um, I'm going to be debt free in 10 years. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. So if I were to go to medical school right that's now, true. I have a feeling you that's not, not in <laughs> right. That's not an accurate, um, path, right. That goal. Right. Um, what was I saying? Oh, so, you know, I'm, I am exploring different, um, paths of healing. We'll just say that because okay. I, I love to help people mm -hmm. and I've recently, discovered that maybe, and I only say maybe because I still have some limiting beliefs. <laughs> we can work on those later. <laughs> um, I'm, I might be categorized in the healer mm -hmm. category. Light worker? I don't know. Energy worker? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I feel like that's a fair energy worker. I like that. Okay. That feels like I'm not trying to pretend like I'm something I'm not. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. So I'm exploring that. Cool. Yeah. That is super exciting for many, many reasons. Yeah. One, because I'm also um, exploring some of those similar things. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to have those conversations with you um, is super exciting. Yeah, it is super exciting. <laughs> I feel like yours is more like brain yes. and I'm super intrigued with the brain too. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, with uh, yep. all the books that we share. Yeah. Um, but I think that my gift is more of um, uh, an energy or a, or a touch, mm -hmm. like a Reiki or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think. Um, do you want to talk a little bit more about what you have already done or no? Do you want to hold that for later? We'll hold that for later. Okay. That's fair. Um, okay. Well, is there anything that I didn't ask you that you wanted Gosh. to talk about? I don't think so. Um I didn't make it. I came in with an open mind. So you did. That's true. Mm -hmm. All right. 
Well, I'm going to ask you these two questions. The last one, you're going to, you're going to need a minute and you're going to maybe give me a look. Okay. <laughs> but here's the first one. What is one book recommendation you would give? Um, so I would say what happened to you? Oh, yes. It's, I mean, it was just such a, I get chills talking about it. Yeah. It was such a powerful, um, different way of looking at trauma. Yeah. Like no other book I've ever read. And when I say read, I mean, listen to, yep. I feel like that disclaimer needs to be said every time for some reason, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no other book quite touched on the effects of trauma the way that one did. That's true. For me. So I say that one, but then I also want to mention one that I haven't read yet, but it's next up in my queue. Mm -hmm. um, and that is The Body Keeps the, the Score. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's also a good one. Yeah. I, I started reading it. That's a lot. There's a lot. It's a, uh, the actual book. Is super thick. Dense. So dense. The words are small. So yeah. that's going to be a long lesson. That's fine. Yeah. That's, I, I drive a lot. That's true. You do. <laughs> and I love that. I mean, I love my music. You know, I love my music, mm -hmm. but I love learning too. Yeah. So if I can listen to these books that are going to educate me on kind of where my path is taking me, then that's super exciting. Yeah. The, the, just to give, um, the listeners a little backstory, if you haven't read what happened to you, um, one of the things that I really enjoyed about this book, and I want to know what your what the one thing that you really enjoyed from that book is too, if you want to share it, um, is when he talked about the subconscious uh, reaction when the kid from foster care was in a coma. Do you remember that part? No. He So the kid was in a coma and um, he had, the doctor had put his, um, had put the clues together and he had gotten the cologne of mm. his biological father. Yep and put it under his nose. And the kid, this kid was taken away from his biological family for um, sexual abuse, extreme sexual abuse as a baby. And when he smelled that cologne of his father's, he, um, his heart rate increased a little bit, but then he really calmed down and um, uh, disassociated. So his body was like, I remember the trauma and then now I'm going to pretend it didn't exist. And then his foster family, his, the foster father, um, was severely abusive and he was, that's my dog. <laughs> he it's was, playtime. it's playtime. Um, he was in a coma because his foster father had beaten him and pushed him down a flight of stairs. And so when he got the cologne of his foster father and put it under this kid's nose. All right. Well. We got cut off, so we're just going <laughs> to skip on to the last question. <laughs> Such is life. Such is life. This is true. And the last question is, um, what, what advice would you give to the next generation of women? I would. <laughs> so many things. <laughs> so many things. <laughs> I would say the one most important thing is to trust your own gut mm. and live your life 
how you want to live your life, not based on what other people are saying you should be doing with your life. And use your own intuition to gauge if you are on the right path. Like, I feel like if, if you're not, you know, if, if, if you, if you just don't feel good about things, then you're not doing the right things for you. Yeah. Personally, that's how I feel. And, you know, it's that internal compass that we all have that, that I think not all of us trust. Perfect. That's, absolutely spot on. And I love it. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Well, thank you everybody for listening to this episode of Not Just Pretty Faces. Uh, Join us again next week and hear more amazing things that phenomenal women are doing. See you guys all soon. Bye. A special thank you to our sponsors for making this episode possible.